I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. Hello! Hello. We've made it to chapter eight. Yes, we have. Deep is the chapter. Yes. Jenny Allen is the author. The book, Finding (laughs) Your People. How did I do that all backward? That's okay. <laughs> like a quiz, quiz show. The answer is, what is right. chapter eight? <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> yes, this is a good chapter. I really liked it. So the, yes. the metaphor she uses is a shovel mm-hmm. or the picture. It's a little and easier for me to understand. Than the, <laughs> than the anvil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the goal is shared purpose and the barrier is shallow or small talk. This one, this one is a good one. I am not a fan of small talk. I don't, I can do it sometimes if I'm in the right headspace, but sometimes I really struggle with it. I'm like, let's just bypass that, please, because um, I'm done with it. I don't feel like talking about the weather. I don't feel like talking about what you did during your week that has nothing to do with anything. Like, yeah, you know, like, I don't. That mind. sounds terrible. <laughs> okay, I don't mind if there's a little bit of that if we go deeper. Yeah, afterwards, right? Like, <laughs> let's talk about the weather for a second. Figure out what we're gonna wear, and then, right. then, then, <laughs> then let's talk about something deeper, right? Like, how can we get there? So apparently but, if we went to a pool, you would be like the dip your foot in and then like, okay, and then jump in. And I would just be like, I'm done with this. I'm just jumping in, just going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. At the pool, I literally would just jump in. That would <laughs> okay. be my personality. But as far as a conversation goes, it's like a little slow as long as we can get there. Because sometimes yeah. just jumping in the deep end causes splashing and you get water up in your nose and it's right. uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No. Although I feel like there's some days where like I can't I can't even function with the small talk. Like and it's usually when I've had like a rough week or something, you yeah. know, where someone this happens quite often with my friend Yessie. Like she'll come up to me and just be like, How you doing? You know, like and it's a good hearted question that if I was in a normal space, would just be like, I'm good. You know, I could just yeah. easily answer it. But for some reason with her, I'll just be like, oh, and then just like start crying and like, oh, it's not been a good week. But like just the, how are you doing? Like the way she says it. And I know, you know, I know that I can go deep with her. It's like, okay, I'm done. I just can't even, I can't function. <laughs> so. So she does oh. so she does want to go deep is what you're saying. She does. Yes. yes. And it's like her I think her honesty and approachability just like disarms me. You know, oh. it's like I could someone else could say, "How are you?" and I might have had the most terrible week and I'll just I don't lie. I would be like, "I'm okay." You know, but it doesn't like open the floodgates, <laughs> but for some reason with Yessie yeah. it's just like, "Oh." And then she's like, oh, we'll give you a hug, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Well, that's so, good to know. That's good to notice who who you can yeah. jump in the pool with. Mm-hmm. Right? <laughs> yeah. 
And then the other people are like, whoa, she's splashing everywhere. I'm going to come right? over here. <laughs> right? Like, there's a lot of crying happening there. I'm yeah. just going to go that way. <laughs> yeah. Set the stage, girl. Set the yeah. stage. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Did you put your sunblock on for this conversation? Can you tell we're in the middle of summer while we're recording? Oh, yes. Yes. So here we are. And I was trying to think. <laughs> well, she so she kind of starts the chapter. Um, she talks about a friend who was feeling very lonely because it seemed like her priorities and her close people were in like two different separate worlds. Oh, yeah. That was like what? Yeah. But then she kind of goes into talking about which I like this part because it's kind of like a history lesson all built in you know on sociology but you know she talks about how um with the industrial revolution how so many things changed and then even more modernization with like large cities and suburbs that like our culture went into this space of people working in one place living in another place and then possibly even like going to church in a different place and (laughs) You know, um, and maybe shopping in another place, you know, and so it's like this idea that uh, she says soon enough, both places, meaning the neighborhood home area and the workspace lacked community connection, anything more than superficial interaction. Um, No wonder loneliness showed up. And so just this idea that we um, can be so compartmentalized in our lives mm-hmm. that maybe the people that you see at work would never even be the people that you would see in your community they might not be the people that you would see at church or at the grocery store like they're mm-hmm. all just these segmented parts of our lives and so it feels very cut off and isolated which i that like rings true you know that resonates with me a lot. That was one of the reasons that we actually moved to Battleground. Um, when we had been in, uh, we used to live in Gaston, which is like a far suburb out of Hillsboro, uh-huh. Oregon. And, um, you know, we went to church in Hillsboro, and that's where our church community was that we loved very much, like so much. But then we lived in Gaston, um, and then we shopped in like, a place in the middle because Gaston was so tiny that you obviously you don't do all your grocery shopping there or you spend a fortune you know uh-huh. um and so it was like we never nobody ever intersected in different spaces yeah. of our lives except for the friends that we initiated you know to like come over to our house and stuff like that yeah but it was like we never saw people from church at our grocery store or in our community and we never saw people from our little community, like, anywhere else, you know? So it was just, like, wow. I think, I don't know, it feels almost like it was fractured. And so when we considered um, moving uh, and ministering somewhere, you know, and I got the position here um, in Battleground, it was like, this is going to be good. We're going to go to church and, like... <laughs> possibly have our kids at school in the same with the same people that we'll see there and we'll see them at the grocery store and that has 
mostly been the case, but I know that, you know, Battleground is growing, you know, so I feel like that'll be a little bit harder as it gets bigger. Yeah. Um, But you but you're still in that same you're you're in that radius. You're not driving so far to get to one thing or the other. Yes, for sure. So. um, So anyway, I think what what Jenny describes here is very, very true and how it can become very lonely when each you know you only see people in different sections of your life and they don't ever overlap and then i think you can almost create the like different images of yourself you know that maybe right you act this way here but you don't act that way here and no one would know the difference you know which isn't ever a good place to be in you know yeah yeah going back to accountability (laughs) right one of my friends, Mary, she she loved books. And so she was like, I'm going to invite different people. So she was like, it's like I'm mixing book genres or whatever. And <laughs> and and she was the common denominator or whatever. And everybody that came, we could figure out how to talk to each other. And it was fine. But it was just cute because she was just like, oh, I don't know how this works or whatever. But I just remember thinking, oh, how often do we not have that? I don't know, cross-pollination, would that be a good way to say that? Yeah. Co-mingling, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Like yes. To... Yeah. Yeah, so... and so Jenny says, um, you know, when our lives are structured this way, like she was talking about, so segmented, that she said that any attempts to carve out time to love others and connect with others just add to the pressure and busyness we already carry, and so we isolate even further. Yeah. So like so, take intentionality, right? Like to yeah. be intentional. And then like when I, w- before we started this, reading this book, you know, I was like, oh, I got to find people. Oh, I'm going to start that book club, you know? <laughs> so that was like one of her things of how many people are close to you and then yeah. how can that happen? And then I still haven't like figured out how to get or because the book club isn't every day. Oh, obviously you don't want a book club every day. But I'm just saying, like, the, <laughs> the, um, that's only one part of the puzzle, I guess, is what I'm trying yes. to say. Like, yes. there's making connections <laughs> that are closer, but then if you're not sharing something together, doing something together, sharing a common interest, it makes it harder to only read a book. Or I'm not really sure what I'm saying. Right. Yeah. Her. Well, it doesn't establish as much closeness, I think, as you hope it would and so that's is kind of what she moves into talking about is that um that we should try to find you know like look around in our lives to the people that are already doing life with us and like you yeah. know kind of feel out like would they be a friend that would want to be in a deeper relationship with me but mm-hmm. then she talks about how the you know um there's this beauty of people who follow Jesus, you know, she says, God gives the people who follow him a shared purpose, along with gifts that require us to uh, depend on each other to accomplish that purpose. And so as believers, we have kind of this um, built in, you know, this shared purpose that will help us to be able to go deeper with people, you know, because having a shared purpose brings some of that depth. Um, And I love what she said. She said that Jesus never sent people alone. 
and he always began ministry with sharing food and spending time in homes in relationship. Um, you know, so like he modeled that we're not supposed to be alone and like, you know, how we can kind of build that camaraderie. Yeah. And <clears throat> then, I mean, like doing things that you like to do. So like that's why I picked a book club and not a pickleball thing. I don't Rick. know how to play pickleball <laughs> right now. A lot of other people are playing pickleball. So it just is like, <laughs> like whatever it is, try, try that out. Like, and then, yeah. Um, and then it's like two different things. Cause then later in the chapter, she's talking about what does your actual schedule look like and it, what do you have time for? So it's like, oh, right. I appreciate a couple different times she mentions like, well, do you have a friend you could just go to the grocery store with? Like that can become we're shopping and we're. Right. Talking, yeah, exactly. You know, like. So it's just interesting versus like I have to do this alone and I don't nobody's coming with me. You're you know like right just like put your head down and get it yeah, done. Go you know get your bananas and go yeah. home. <laughs> but it's like if you have a friend with you, it can become something that's enjoyable and you know brings joy and um, that friendship. But it's also getting things done that have to get done in your life. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like okay. So I guess you can't only have a shopping friend, right? Because then you'd only be shopping, but then right. having <laughs> having some depth at other times. But Yeah, or she talks about, like, you know, go and help, you know, a one friend's house, like, paint a wall or something. I think she was talking about that. You know, it's like, find something yeah. that needs to be done and do it together, you know, because right. it needs to be done anyway. You might as well yeah. do it with people you enjoy hanging around with, you know, yeah. and, and that. That side by side relationship can right. bring depth that, yeah. you know, um, like, like that one time we cleaned your closet out. That was super yeah. fun. Like, <laughs> and and it was a personal thing too, right? Like, it, you're not yes. letting just anybody in your closet. Like, nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. So that, that was like, oh, good. That was an honor to come and be there and, you know, and then take stuff away for you right then like you didn't have to deal with right? it anymore and that was no yes. big deal like I, I have no attachment to any of these yes things. that like, was they're, wonderful they're, they're not mine and um yeah so I guess that's a way to declutter with your friend right <laughs> you don't <laughs> Do have hard to shop things. You, yeah yeah it's like okay wait a minute yes well and then the guy that was in the nursing home Marvin oh yes with his house of forgiveness and he was like stuck and couldn't go anywhere and he made this room where people could talk and have yeah. forgiveness like how I cool that story is that was like so wherever cool. you are there jesus is with you and right and, and people are around you and need things or, yeah you know like i loved that like yeah. instead of him wallowing and complaining like i don't want to go into a home or whatever, you know, which I think is a valid, could be a valid complaint. He yes. saw it as an opportunity to allow more people into his life, you know? Yeah. And widen his his impact, which I thought was really cool. It's a great story. Yeah. So I loved, um, well, there was one quote that I wrote down. Friends won't fall from the sky. Friends are always made. Because I think sometimes we just hope, like, yeah, okay, God, bring me Amazon's a friend. Amazon's you know? going to deliver yeah. one. <laughs> but then um, 
she was quoting this person that she was talking to, and he said, uh, true discipleship doesn't happen out there. It happens in a home. True discipleship isn't something you do once a week. It's what you do every day because that's when you get to know people. It's when you're with them during the good times and the bad times. When they're sick and when they're healthy, that's what builds true family. The blood of Christ makes us family, but we need to experience it together every day. Mm-hmm. That one just, I don't know, really um, hit me because I think I've always desired that kind of connection you know like I've always loved the verses in Acts 2 where it talks about you know people meeting together every day and sharing what they had and all those things but then it's like I don't quite know how to like make that a reality you know like how do you do that practically um and then it's like you know on those days where I'm like peopled out or sensory overload or whatever and then I'm like I'm not made for this. I'm just, I'm so grumpy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, but, but the ability like to let people in, you know, it makes me laugh because my, um, my nephew, we were, we were celebrating my niece's graduation and like her signing to the new college that she, or to the college that she's going to go to. And, um, it had been a day of a lot of, people a lot of family a lot of all the things and um we were then gonna go out to dinner at a mexican restaurant my nephew was like i'm not going my dad's driving me home and i was like oh how come he's like i've had enough people interaction and i was like okay at least you know yourself well and you know he's like 13 to like yeah. be like i'm done i really don't want to be around people anymore you yeah know, i'm like there you i go. don't really like tacos <laughs> right <laughs> You know, so it's like at least he's honest instead of just like having a meltdown where sometimes I'm like, hold it in, hold it in. And then I get home and I'm like, because ah, it was just like too much, you know. And right. So yes. That self-awareness, I think, is important. Yeah. <laughs> and important to know what time we have. Because um, like I was thinking, like if it's if you're at your home and it's daily like that answers our family like right off the bat because that's where we live in our home and it's every day like yes so then that's like cue famous at home the last book we read and like okay how does this live in tension and tandem and it's like okay what what's going on here yeah how can um but then it's like making space too for each person in the home to have what they need and um yeah so me extroverted, it's like Stefan's like, no, go ahead and go and do that other thing. Riker and I are fine here or whatever. And then, but then trying to balance play dates and things for Riker and then. Yes. All, so it's just a, it's a, like I was saying before we started this episode, I'm like, if I'm going to do my calendar again, I feel like I need to consult Kendra Adachi and the Lazy Genius. <laughs> Wait, yeah. remember, what are those principles again? Because relationships and friendships and developing them are important. So it's like, yeah. how can I be intentional and and not burn myself out and trying to make all these friends? And it's like, okay, well, yes. let's not focus on everybody. But right, right. And maybe not focus so much on the product, but the process, you know? Like, yeah. Where am I at with Jesus in this moment? Not like, 
what am I trying to achieve or make happen? Right, but like, right. How am I open to how the Holy Spirit is moving? And yeah. Am I being receptive and, you know, that kind of thing? Yeah. Instead of, and, and what if we talk to him about it? Yeah. And say, right? hey, hey, Lord, who should I call or who are you bringing to my mind? Like, yeah. And maybe that's um, something to pay attention to, that prompting, that leading, like, oh, this is where there could be some fruitful relationships, right? Like, yes. Yeah. That your your swimming styles are matched. <laughs> Conversation styles, I mean. Yes. <laughs> so let's, 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 just a fun. I yeah. I love swimming in the deep end and the shallow end. Well, <laughs> there you can't go. really swim in the shallow end, but <laughs> you can splash. Oh yes. <clears throat> well, do you want to read our verse for the day? Well, I sure do. First John chapter four. I was trying to decide how many verses to read because, you know, you could read the whole chapter, the whole whole Bible, the whole book. (laughs) That might take a little Um, too long. Verse 19 was where it was zeroing in, but I want to back up to verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. In verse 20, if anyone says, I love God and yet hates his brother, he's a liar. For if anyone who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen, and he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So this is like, God loves us and shows us how to love people, and then we get the privilege of loving each other. Like, it's not a... um, this is serious. God cares about relationships. He's, yeah. He's in perfect unity with God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and yeah. he's showing us how to do that. And so, um, yes. And it, you know, it reminds me that, like, when we get, when we enter into eternity, you know, um, excuse me, that relationships are what will be there. You know, like we can't hold on to right anything else that we're that we're maybe living for, but the people <laughs> um are what matter. So yeah, and it's worth um <clears throat> figuring out how to go to the deep end. Yeah, like Riker's learning how to do his arms and legs to swim and to tread water and to do that. So that's just like us in conversations and relationships. Yeah. It's like, yes. okay, we have to practice this. Yes. It's not just going to happen. Right. So yep. and maybe you accidentally jump into the deep end and you weren't ready for it. <laughs> okay, we can come back and find our footing and yes. try again. Like it's not. So there's, yes. I guess there's hope is what I'm saying in the, in the awkward and the relationships that. Yeah. Yeah. There is hope and there's. You know, like every day is a new day, so you don't have look to, you know, we can have grace with ourselves and with each other. And yes, um, and every day work towards listening to the Holy Spirit and mm-hmm. pursuing <clears throat> those relationships. Speaking of, I just feel like I need to pray right now. OK, let's pray. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for this time together. I thank you for those that are listening to this episode. And I just pray that you would speak to their hearts. And I just pray for a prompting and guiding 
to yes, not be afraid of entering into relationship. I pray that that fear would be canceled. I pray that your love would would overflow. And I just thank you so much. And I just pray for love and forgiveness and um, kindness to just help us to yes, seek Jesus. relationships. And I just thank you so much for helping us with every single part of life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, friend. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And thank you, listeners. We are glad that you joined us today. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope that this has been an encouragement to you and has um, just reminded you of the people that are around you and um, and the God who loves you. So um, we will... We will talk to you next time. Yeah, we'll be around. (laughs) Bye. Bye.